Now for the Western All-Star Baseball game, we take it to Cleveland. This program is already in progress. The price of fame, of course, in center field, and Tommy Henrik and Wright. McCarthy will start Jim Bagby, Jr., and that selection is significant, as it was Jim's dad, Jim Sr., who was a sergeant in World War No. 1, and a 31-game winner for the Cleveland Indians in 1920. Buddy Rosar will be the catcher for the Americans. Now, Buddy Rosar is considered second string on the Yankees, the runner-up to Big Bill Dickey. Yet Rosar on any other club would be the first string receiver and well thought of. Tonight's contest gives you something to consider when you realize that Bobby Feller will be pitching in front of his hometown of Myra's against Boudreaux, Keltner, and Bagby, former teammates of his. In days gone by, Boudreaux and Keltner stood out at shortstop and third base and reveled in the ease in which Feller retired their opponents. Tonight, both those batters will be on the receiving end of Bobby's genius. They'll have to hit against them, and that's not going to be easy. The game, as far as we can see it, will be decided by pitching. Cochran thinks the American leaguers, no matter how great their lineup appears to be, must score runs to win. And as Mike said over coffee this morning, well, I think Feller and Rigney can hold them, while our service team hasn't been stopped yet, not by any club. Well, that's McCarthy's worries. The American leaguers have a powerful aggregation to throw at the service boys, but as only nine men can play the game at once, the Major League All-Stars will have to be at their very best to win. And you must remember, baseball fans, that old but true adage, anything can happen in baseball. And once again, here's Bob Ellis. Thank you very much, uh, Wade White, for that fine analyzation of this American League team uh, that we're going to see here in the stadium tonight. And Al Sack, baseball's famous clown, uh, is uh, getting the center of the stage now, friends, because all these service men are off the field. And now Al is uh, walking out to the center of the diamond and giving an impersonation of Bob Keller. And now he's gone out there with that rather, he has uh, uh, gotten down almost to a tee, that rather uh, unique stride of uh, Bob Keller. Uh, you know, Bob is one of the grandest fellows in baseball. I think he's been one of the most popular uh, ball players of all time, but he has a rather odd stride. And Al Shack, believe me, has it right down to a tee. And he just uh, walked out there to the mound, and now he's starting his wind up, and he's going to heave another baseball. And he gives that one a heave hole right up into the screen, and the crowd really likes it. It's just a, a few minutes before game time, before the All Star game here in Cleveland. And uh, the umpires, I've noticed, have just uh, put their heads. Uh, uh, he's going to. Uh, the umpires have just put their heads out of the dugout, and uh, they're coming out shortly. And this ball game will be underway, I believe, in just a couple of minutes. I want to repeat the starting batting orders and lineup for those of you who might be tuning in late. And it is. Service team Mullen, M U L L I N, formerly of Detroit, in center field. McCoy of the Athletics at second base. Don Paget, who was formerly with the Cardinals and then with Brooklyn. And there's uh, some dispute now as to Bob who he really wound up with, but he's finally with Uncle Sam. He's going to be in left field. He's Travis, the great Washington infielder, is going to bat in the number four spot and will play shortstop. Joe Grace, a very fine outfielder and a mighty good hitter, is going to be in right field. He was with the St. Louis Browns. Sturm, the former Yankee first baseman, is going to be at first. Uh, Andrews, 
who is with Louisville. This uh, lad was a great college athlete. He's going to be a third base. The catcher will be Smith, an all-time Pittsburgh catcher who has been catching uh, Bob Feller down in Baltimore. Bobby Feller uh, is going to do the pitching. Jack is still carrying on with his addicts down here, and he's putting on an imaginary uh, argument right now with the umpire as we do the lineup for the American League. Here it is, the batting order in lineup at shortstop, and leading off will be Lou Bedreau, who is Wade Hoytsmith, was one of the heroes of the big game in the Polo Grounds last night. Henrik, H-E-N-R-I-C-H of the Yankees in right field. Williams of Boston in left field. DiMaggio of New York in center field. Ross of Detroit at first base. Bobby Gore of Boston is going to start at second base tonight in place of Gordon. Kenny Kelter of Cleveland will start at third base. Buddy Rosar of New York will be the starting catcher. And Jim Bagby, the famous son of a famous father, is going to do the pitching. Now, we also want to tell you, friends, that there is going to be a one-minute blackout here tonight. As you know, we experienced a uh, blackout of 15 minutes at the Polo Grounds last night. And tonight, at the end of the first half of the sixth inning, there will be a one-minute blackout. There'll be a one-minute pause in the ballgame here and a one-minute blackout at the end of the first half of the sixth. It will be for just one minute, and then the ballgame will resume. Now, remember, that is just a trial blackout at the end of the first half of the sixth inning. Friends, we're going to pause now before this ballgame gets underway for a station identification. You're listening to the exclusive presentation of the All-Star Game between the American League and the All-Star Service Team from the big municipal stadium in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is the coast-to-coast network of the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Friends, we're back here at Cleveland, and we're listening now to, and we're watching a ceremony of the lowering of the colors. We'll let you hear it. flag out there to the left of the scoreboard, which was originally raised out there by the sailors, has just been lowered. That uh, ceremony is over with, and again, this crowd of around 65,000 has stood at attention. The lights are all on here, the umpires who are out down here below us. By the way, the uh, our mutual uh, broadcasting uh, vantage point here is very splendid. We're in the upper deck. We're just to the left of the home plate. We have a very splendid spot here to look over this field. Here are the umpires coming out onto the field now. And the American League team is uh, stationed to our right, which is back at first base. And the uh, service team is down here to our left. We might tell you, too, that it's a real poke in this ballpark. From home plate to the end of the right field foul line is 320 feet. To right center is 435. To dead center is really a magnificent poke, if anybody could hit it in there, of 470 feet. To left center field is 435. And down the left field line is 320. So both lines are the same. The left field is 320. The right field is 320. Center field is 470. Left center is 435. And right center is even a little bit farther. There's a spot back in there where that center field bleacher has no roof on it. 
that is 463 feet. This is a huge double-deck stadium. It's just a giant place. It's, uh, in fact, it uh, dwarfs you when you sit in here and look at it. It's a complete double-deck circle all the way around, except right across in center field, where there is a bleacher with no stand that uh, goes right across the entire center field section. The umpires are up here around the home plate now, talking to the uh, coaches. I see Artie Fletcher up there, and uh, Mike Cochran is up there for the service team. The soldiers and sailors are getting off the field, and the setting now is just about perfect for this great game here in Cleveland tonight. Uh, we've already given you the lineup twice, but it's going to be called around to the people here in the stands. And for the first three innings in the ball game tonight, we're going to listen to Jack Graney of Station WHK in Cleveland. Jack broadcasts all the ball games here in Cleveland. He's familiar with this stadium, and I know he's going to give you a splendid picture of the first three innings of this game. So we're just about a minute and a half to game time, and I know he has some things that he'd like to tell you, so come in, Jack Rainey. Bob, this is the uh, field in which Bob Feller, who was starting for the All-Star Service team tonight, created a record of 18 strikeouts when he pitched against the Detroit Tigers a few years back. It was the second or the first game of the doubleheader in the last day of the season when Bob walked that fastball through to strike out 18 batters and beat Dizzy Dean's record of 17. Bob had already tied it, but went out and beat that record. The boys are still around home plate there, going over the ground rules, and the fans are still coming in. The soldiers and sailors are now marching off the field, going up into the left field stand, the lower left field stand. They're pointing out towards right field there. Apparently they want to know just what will happen if a uh, spectator reaches out and grabs that ball down the right field line, and they've gotten together on the ground rule. In just a moment, the American League players, the American League is the home team tonight, so they're taking the field. The winners of last night's All-Star game American League champions, the home team, they take the field, and the All-Star service team will be first at bat. The umpires tonight will be Stewart, back in the plate. It'll be Balafrant at first base, McGowan at second, and Bollock at third base. Now, after four and a half innings, Stewart will exchange with Bollock, and Bollock will come back to the plate after four and a half innings in this all-star game. Jim Bagby is out on the mound now, warming up a big, tall right-hander. And, as Wade Hoyt has already told you in opening, that it was Jim's father who, in 1920, the only World Series brought to Cleveland, the only pennant and World Series, Jim Bagby, senior, who now makes his home in Atlanta, Georgia, won 31 games for the Cleveland Indians. I think that Jim Jr. has a little more than he's dead. He has more on that fastball, but is very much on the same order. He has a fadeaway, a fadeaway, a knuckleball, a fastball, and a curve. And for you fans, naturally we know that a large number of you people listening in wish that you could be present at this great American League All-Star Service game. However, knowing that to be a physical impossibility, the thought occurs to us that you might be interested in aiding this buying cause by sending in the price of a ticket for your seat at the radio. Our seats are $1.35 and $1.60. And if you're interested, you may send your contribution to the Cleveland Baseball Company, who in turn will see it is, it is added 
for a combined Army and Navy relief fund. Bagby is still warming up while the soldiers and sailors are marching off the field. They had quite in the rear of the mouth in center field as they were lowering the colors. And now out in center field, the one group just starting to march off. The infield taking their warm-up practice. It's Woody York, you know, playing first base. It's Bobby Dorrit second. It's Rudolph Short. Kenny Keltner playing third base. Williams in left field. Joe DiMaggio, the Yankee Clipper, in center. Tommy Hendrick in right field. With Bagby pitching. Rosar matching. The first man up will be Mullen, a left-hand hitter. This boy, Mullen, played great ball for Detroit when he was with them. And hit 345. So that he's somewhat of a ball player. And Mickey Cochran tonight has a great array of ball players here lined up against the American League champions. Not going to be any pushover for the American Leaguers to beat the all-star service team. They're still warming up as the boys are still marching into the stand. Here's the announcement on the umpires. Stewart of the American League back of the plate. Dallasant of the National League at first base. McGowan of the American League at second base. Barley of the National League at third base. Mullen has a gray uniform on with green socks, white stripes. No number on Mullen's uniform. Last night's ball game, Lou Boudreau leading off, hitting that home run. The Cleveland fans got a great kick out of seeing, or hearing rather, Lou Boudreau getting that home run, followed by Rudy York's home run in the first inning after Tommy Hendrick had doubled. It was a great ball game, and everybody enjoyed it. The fact, I think, that the Cleveland boy had something to do with the win has created a lot of interest around in this section. The fans are still coming in. I notice out in the left and right wing upstairs, they're starting to fill up. And I would say they're close to 70 or 75,000 fans in this stand. The record, you know, is 80,000. When the Philadelphia Athletics played the Cleveland Indians here in the first game played in this stadium. Lefty Grove pitched against Mel Harder. And defeated Mel Harder, one to nothing, in a great pitching duel. And it was Mickey Cochran, who was the manager of the all-star team here tonight, who broke up that ball game with a base hit in the eighth inning. Manager Joe McCarthy has changed his lineup at second base tonight. Also, back of the plate. Rosar catching. Uh with Bobby Doerr at second. Bobby, you know, is right up there in the batting in the American League. All right, the umpire says we better go ahead. The soldiers now lined up against the left field stand, marching into the stand. The umpire says we better start. So in just a moment, we'll be ready to go. There's Rosar's throw down to Doerr at second base. 
Jim Bagby, a right-hander pitching for the American champions. Rosar back to the plate. Jim Bagby gets his signal. Darcy's wind up. Here's the first pitch of the ball game. Here it comes. And it's a hot shot down towards short. Woodrow takes it on the big hop to throw the first. He's out. Woodrow to York on the first ball pitch. One out. Nobody on. And Denny McCoy of the Philadelphia Athletics, the left-hand hitter up. As a matter of fact, the all-star team, the first six batters are left-handers. Left-hand hitters. McCoy steps into the batter's box. Jim Bagby now has called time. He wants to get together with Rosar on the signal. Rosar is trotting out halfway to the pitcher's mound. They're talking it over. Jim has plenty of different pitches, you know. He has a very sneak fast one. He doesn't take much of a wind-up, and he blows that fast one through. He has a screwball. He has a knuckleball and a very good curveball. All right, the boys are together. Rosar comes back to the plate, gets down to give the signal. It's McCoy up with one out. Nobody on the first half of the first inning. No score. Bagby winds up. Here it is. Ball one, a curveball low and inside. Out on McCoy, one and nothing. Bagby gets his signal. He's winding up. Here it is. Ball two, a fastball low and inside on the counters. Now two and nothing. McCoy is a short, heavy set fellow. Takes a very good cut at the ball. Has plenty of power. Here's the windup. Here it is. Ball three, low and inside. A fastball just missed the inside corner. And the count is now three and nothing. Here's the windup. Here it comes. Ball four, low and inside. And McCoy trots down the first base. Number Don Paget of the St. Louis Cardinals. A big fellow, and I noticed him in batting practice. He takes a terrific cut at that ball. He's a left-hand hitter, stepped into the batter's box. It's McCoy on first base. One out. Bagby takes his pitch. Here it comes. Ball one, a fastball just missed the outside corner. Stewart back in the place, you know, calling balls and strikes. Bagby gets his signal, comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Foul back to the screen. This boy Paget had a nice cut at that fast one. Rosar gets a new ball from umpire Stewart, rubs it up, walks partly out to the pitcher's mound and tosses it to Bagby. The count is now one and one on Paget. First half, the first inning, no score. McCoy is on first, having walked. Bagby gets his signal, takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Foul back to the screen, and Paget almost fell down as he swung and fouled that one off. And the count is now two strikes, one ball. Both pass balls through there. Bagby looks out at the scoreboard to see what the count is. It's two strikes, one ball. Rosar down, giving the signal. Bagby takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball two. That pass one just missed the outside corner. Count is even two and two. Bagby goes back to the Rosenbag, steps on the rubber. Takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. And it's a high fly ball in short left field, just inside the line. 
And there goes it dropped inside the line. And there goes McCoy to second base. He wound at second base. The ball dropped among Keltner, Boudreau, and Williams. A high popper just inside the left field line in short left field as Boudreau, Keltner, and Williams race after that ball. McCoy had round at second base. The ball bounded up to Boudreau, and he raced back to second. A single for Paget. Brings up Cecil Travis, the shortstop, a left-hand hitter. McCoy on second base. Padgett on first. One man out, first half the first inning. No score. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Ball one, little outside. Down on Travis, one or nothing. Those service boys are making a good first score in this inning. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Ball two, low and inside on the count is now two and nothing. Rosar walks out in front of the plate, snaps the ball back to Bagby. Bagby now gets his signal, takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball three, a little outside a fastball, just missed the outside corner of the count, three and nothing. Great set out here tonight, fans. Stand almost filled. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Ball. Just a moment. It's a ball. There's a warm-up pitcher down in right field. On that pitch, which was inside, Travis stood there for a moment. Ball four and the bases are filled. That brings up Grace. Right fielder. Left hand hitters three on one off. Here's the windup. Ball one, a three, four low. Down on Grace, one or nothing. Here's the picture fans. It's McCoy on third, base Padgett on second. Travis on first with one out. Grace up, left hand hitter, the infielder's back. Bagby winds up. Here it is. Ball two, a little outside of fastball in the count on Grace is now two and nothing. Charlie Red Ruffing starting to warm up down in the American League bullpen. Grace steps back into the batter's box. Daggy gets his signal. He's winding up. Here it is. Ball three, outside of fastball. Count three and nothing with three on and one out. First half, the first inning, no score. Bagby winds up. Here it is. Strike call. Fastball right down the alley. Out cheers, and Bagby got that one over. Three and one is the count. Bagby starts his windup. Here it comes. Strike two call. Another fastball. Lee High to the center. Count is now three and two. Boy on third. Pass it on second. Travis on first. One out. Bagby lining up. Here he comes. Back to the corner. He hides. Grace called out on strikes, and that's nice pitching by Jim Bagby after a count of three and nothing. Johnny Scramble, the New York Yankees, the left hand hitter up. A 
Johnny and all had the misfortune of having a finger amputated here a short time ago. Bagley winds up. Here it is. Foul bounding back to the stand. Johnny Stern, who played first base for the Yankees before ending the service, the left-hand hitter up. One of the first ball pitches fouled off. Now Rosar gets a new ball, walks partly out. The pitch is mounted. There's something to Jim Bagby, tossing the ball and drops back to his position, back of the plate. It's the first half, the first inning, and oh, there's no scores. Danny McCoy is on third, base Padgett on second, and Travis on first, two out. Bagby gets his signal, winds up. Here it is. And the ground ball, the bottom down the third base line. Tucker comes up with the ball, it's all the first. He's out. Signal. Bob has the habit of leaning over, looking for that signal. He's winding up. Here it is. And it's a high fly ball by out of short right center field. And here comes the center fielder Mullinan and takes it in short center field. A high fly ball from Boudreaux's back taken by Mullen in center field. One out. Nobody on. Tommy Hendricks is up. running double here's the windup here it comes ball one a curve ball broke low and inside the count on Tommy Hendrick one and nothing Tommy's a left hand hitter you know and a great has great wrist action up there Bob Feller a right hand around the mound gets his signal he's winding up here it is strike call looks like a half speed curve ball it dropped over there down on Tommy Hendrick is even one and one 
Bob takes Sunday Pam rubbing up that new ball, gets his signal, starts his windup. Here it is. Right two, swinging that curve ball, will get around the feet. And Tommy Hendricks started to swing, trying to hold back, but went around. The count is now two strikes and one ball. Left down, giving the signal. Bob Feller starts his windup. Here it is. And it's a hot bounder back to the box. It hits well around the foot. And the throw is made to first base. One strike. But Tommy Hendrick gets headed for a single. Travis going over fast. That ball hit Bob Feller around the toe as it went by over second base. Travis coming over fast. Grabbed the ball. Tossed the first. But Hendrick beat it out for a single. Tommy Hendrick on first base. One man out. Ted Williams, the left fielder, is up. A left-hand hitter. Feller takes his stretch and steps back off the rubber. All right, he's back on now. Thumbs up the pitching position. Here's the pitch. Ball one, it's low. Fast ball low on a count on Ted Williams, one or nothing. The last half, the first inning and all. No score. Tommy Hendricks. Just single is on first base. One out, Williams up. Out one ball and no strike. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Strike call. That curve ball snapped over the center. Down on Ted Williams is even one and one. Ready, comes up the pitching position. Snaps the ball over to first base. The sturm. Hendrick is back. Sturm tosses back to Feller. Feller back on the rubber. Takes the stretch. Here's the pitch. Strike two. Ball. Another first ball. It's snapped over the outside corner. And the count on Williams is now even two and two. Bob out, goes back to the rosin bag. He's looking around his outfield. Steps down the rubber. One out, you know. Every down, first base. Williams up, left hand hitter to count two and two. Left down, giving the signal. Feller takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Low, three, a curve ball low. Now is now three and two. the rubber. Back on again. Takes his stretch. Snaps the ball over Stern at first base, but Hendrick is back. Stern tosses back to Feller. 
Miller again back down the rubber. Comes up the pitching position. Here's the pitch. There goes Hendricks. Got a set foul. Off to the left of the plate into the upper stand. Tommy Hendricks will have to count three and two. is off to second base. Williams playing there. That curveball fouled it off. Now the name the same three and two. Last half, the first inning and all. No scores. All-star service team here at the stadium in Cleveland. Keller comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Here goes Hendrick. Ball for a tie. Fast ball. Williams walks. Your next batter is number five, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, the center fielder, come out. A grand ball player and a great fellow. Hendrick is on second base. Williams on first, one out. Joe DiMaggio, right-hand hitter, the center fielder up. Jimmy Smith down, giving the signal. Sturm is playing off first base, back of Williams. Here's the stretch. Here he comes. Strike. Swinging. First ball broke outside. DiMaggio swung hard and missed. He out of the batter's box, picked up a little dirt, rubbed it on the bat. Back on the rubber. Comes up the pitching position. Here's the pitch. That's the ground ball back to the box. Going out over here. The open. The ball that rolls out into center field. And here comes Hendrick around third base and scores. Williams sliding into third. A single for Joe DiMaggio. Right to the box over second base. McCoy racing over. Three breaks. Rolls to the ball. He's cut it. it rolled out into short center field. Henry scoring, Williams sliding in the third. And the score is now the Lincoln League one. And the All-Star Service team nothing. That brings up Ruby York. Ruby York, a right-hand hitter up. Williams on third. Joe DiMaggio on first and one out. The infield is playing back. Bob Feller takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. And it's a drive. There goes Grace away back to the track under and takes it almost rapid. And DiMaggio all the way over the second base is starting back to first as Williams Pratt in steps on the plate of the score. It's now American League All-Stars 2. And the All-Service team nothing. Dark drove deep. But Grace almost to the track in right center field. That brings up Bobby Doerr, the second baseman. Right-hand hitter. Two men out. Joe DiMaggio on first base. Keller takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball one. First ball low and outside. Keller gets his signal. Comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. That's a high foul ball to the left of the plate. Smith has his mask off, but here comes Anders under it and takes it to third base and takes it down the third baseline, a foul retiring the side. Now we pause for station identification. This is the mutual broadcasting system.
WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Well, here we are back at the stadium in Cleveland for the All-Star Service team playing the championship American League team. Going into the first half of the second inning, the American League team leading two to nothing. In that last inning, two runs on two hits, one base on balls, and one man left. Andrews, the third baseman who caught that last foul ball, a right hand hitter, is the first man up. He's the first man up to face Jim Bagby, who was on the mound. Rosar back to the plate. Bagby winds up. Here it comes. Ball one. Inside a fastball. Andrews, number 19 on his back of his shirt. Bagby winding up. Here's the pitch. Strike call. The fastball at the outside corner. The count is even. One and one. First half the second inning. Here's the windup. Here it is. And it's a blind drive foul down the left field line. made a fast one out of it, a line drive foul, the count is now two strikes, one ball. Bagby back on the rubber, winding up, here it comes, and it's a hot shot down the going out to right field, Tommy Hendricks comes up with the ball and toss it in to Boudreaux at second. Henry slapped a hot shot down between York and Door, out to right field for a single. Rosar trots out to have a word with Jim Bagby. Brings up Smith, the catcher. Right-hand hitter. Andrews on first base. Nobody out. Bagby takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Foul off to the right of the plate. Here comes Rosar racing over near the boxes, but it's cut in front of the Indian dugout. And bounds into the stand. And the count on Smith, one strike. Andrews on first base. Rupudro now comes in to have a word with Jim Bagby. First half the second inning and all. The American Leaguers leading two to nothing. All right, we're back in position. Bagby gets his signal, takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Foul back into the upper stand to the right of the plate. Down on Smith, two strikes. The new ball is tossed out to Jim Bagby. Bagby standing on the mound looking for that signal. Comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Ball one. Almost a wild pitch. A curve ball away outside. Counters now two strikes, one ball. Smith down giving the signal, or Rosar rather. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Strike three, call. A curve ball at the outside corner. Smith calls out on strike. And here comes Bob Feller. Up to that, getting a big hand. on his way up in the batting circle, picks up the rosin bag, just a little on his hands, and walks up to the plate. It's a right-hand hitter. And he's on first base. One out. 
Jim Bagby on the mound, takes his threat. Here's the pitch. Strike, swinging, passes through the center. Keller swung and missed the count, one strike. Bagby comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Strike two, call. Fast ball up the outside corner. And the count on Bob Feller is now two and nothing. Bagby gets his signal, takes the stretch. Here it comes. Ball one. Curve ball broke outside. Down on Feller is now two strikes and one ball. Andrews, who led off with a single, is on first. You know, he's not taking much of a lead. Bagby on the mound comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Ball two. A little outside, and the count is now even. Two and two on Feller. Bob has that bat back in position to swing. Bagby takes his stretch. Here it comes. And it's a high popper right in front of the plate. Going down the third baseline. Here comes Kelton Hunter and takes it. Teller pops high. To Keltner just to the left of the plate down the third baseline. Two men out. Nobody on. Or rather, Andrews on first base. And Mullen is up for his second tip to leadoff man. He's a left-hand hitter the first time up at the first ball. Pitch down a short. Goes out. Boudreaux to New York. Steps into the batter's box. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Ball one. Little outside. The old screwball. Down on Mullen. One ball. No strike. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Foul coming right back over our mutual Mike here, right back of us. And the count on Mullen is now even one and one. You have to watch those foul balls when they come back. You have to hit a railing or the concrete up here and rebound. Two balls tossed up. Jim Bagby now. He's standing on the rubber. Mullen up left hand hit of the count. One and one with two outs. Andrews on first. Bagby. Gets his signal, takes the stretch, here it comes. Strike two, call. Fastball at the inside corner, knee high. Mullen steps out of the matter, boxes back in now. Bagby comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Ball two. The old screw ball away outside. Down is even, two and two. On Mullen, the center fielder, left-hand hitter with two outs. Run around first, here's the stretch. Here it comes. And it's a line drive for him. Center fielder looks like a base hit, wins one out fast, and he pulls it down. A line drive to left center field taken by Williams. But boy, Williams covers a lot of ground out there. He doesn't look as if he's covering much, but he lopes after that ball. He pulled that line drive down from Mullen's bat. Retiring the side. And in that inning, no run, one hit. Now we go to the last half, second inning. And 
Kenny Tucker, third baseman. The all-championship American League team. This will be all-star game last night in New York. Kenny Tucker, Tommy, pulled off a great play last night in New York. Great stop for Hutton Pass down the third baseline. He's a great third baseman. Especially of coming in on those slow hit balls, pick them up with one hand and pour them down to first base. The right hand hitter has great service action up the plate. In other words, Kenny stands up the plate. That's almost motionless. And on the ball inside, he flips that thing around. He's leading off. Going into the last half, the second inning with the American League team. Leading two to nothing, Heaven's gotten two runs in the first inning. Bob Teller, a right hand around the mound, winds up. Here he comes. And it's a line drive going off the deep center field. There's both Mullen away back and over his head, rolling off of the track. Tucker is rounding first base, he's rounding second. The throw is made in to short left center field, and Tucker comes up at third base, standing up. A line drive over Mullen's head to left center field of the track. Yankees. Right hand hitter steps into the batter's box. Jumps around third base, nobody out. Infield is about halfway in. Feller winds up. Here he comes. Strike call. The first ball pitch the third ball is snapped over the center. There's a little activity now down in the All-Star Service team bullpen in left field. Rigney starting to warm up. A right hander. Feller gets his signal, winding up. Here it is. Ball one, the sweeping curve ball outside. Down on Buddy Rosar. Right-hand hitters even, one and one. Gelson around, third and nobody out. Smith down, giving the signal. Bob Feller winds up. Here's the pitch. Ball two, a fastball outside. Rosar started, but held back on that one. Down is now two balls, one strike. Feltner taking a short lead off third base. Nobody out, you know. Feller starts his windup. Here's the pitch. And it's a hot shot down between short and third. Going out the left field with a base hit. A single... And Keltner cut in from third. Batter, number seven. Agent tossing the ball in the second base. A single for Rosar, a hot shot down the field. And that's all. Time is called. Looks like Rigney coming into a face. Bob Keller on the mound. It's Rigney coming in. Score, you know, is now American League Champions 3, U.S. Service Team nothing. Bob Keller getting a big hand as he walks to the bench. Well, Rigney now is out. Start his warm-up pitches. And while Bob Keller was on the mound in the first inning, Tommy Hendricks singles. 
And Joe DiMaggio singled, making two hits in the first inning. Keltner, in this inning, started off with a line drive triple to the track over Mullins, hit it of left center field. Rosar, single between short and third out to left field, driving in Keltner to put the American League team in the lead, three to nothing. So that they had made, Bob Feller gave up four hits. Three singles and a triple. And we're changing catchers, too. Frankie Pitlack is coming in to replace Smith. Back of the plate for the all-service team. And Frankie Pitlack is getting a big hand. So the battery now for the all-star team, all-star service team, Rigney pitching, Pitlack catching. It's Rosar on first base, you know, nobody out. Jim Bagley, right-hand hitter up. Rigney takes his stretch, here it comes. Foul and attempting the bunny foul, that one back to the stand, the count on Bagley, one strike. Frankie Pitlack tossed the new ball out to Rigney. Rosar on first, you know, with nobody out. Last half of the second. American League leading three to nothing. Rigney gets his signal, takes his stretch. Here it comes. Ball one, low and outside. Out on Bagby is now even one and one. Rigney steps down the rubber, comes up the pitching position. Here's the pitch. And a foul in attempting the bunt. Bagby fouled that one off, a drop dead at the plate. Pitlack picked it up, tossed it. Andrews down the third baseline. He tossed it to Rigney. Count is now two strikes and one ball on Bagby. All right, we're back in position. Rigney takes his stretch. Here it comes. And a strike three in attempting to butt the throw. is made down to Sturm at first base. And Rosar is out on the throw. Pitlack to Sturm. Going over that play again, Bagby up with a count, two strikes and one ball, and the next pitch he attempted to bunt, he missed. And Frankie Pitlack flipped that ball down to Sturm, who tagged Rosar, sliding back to first. Two men out. Nobody on. Lou Boudreau is up. Boudreau, the first time up, slide high to Mullen in short center field. Boudreau, right hand hitter up. Rigney winds up, here it comes. Strike call, that's fast one, and Johnny seems awfully fast out there, right down the center. Rigney gets his signal, he's winding up. Here it is. And it's a slow bound in front of the plate, foul. Get the plate and bound it out, foul. Pitlack picks it up, tossed it to Sturm, down to first base, he tossed into Rigney. The count is now two strikes on Lou Boudreau. Boudreau up for the second trip with two out, nobody on. Rigney gets his signal, he's winding up. Here it is. Foul, back... For the press box. Count remains the same on Boudreau. He swing, swung late at that fastball. Just got a piece of it. Rigney gets his signal. Starts his windup. Here it is. Ball one over the head. And Boudreau went to the ground. Rigney's working fast out there. The tall slim boy. Has plenty on that fastball tonight. 
Little Frankie Petlack down giving the signal. Two out, nobody on, you know. Last half the second, the American League team leading three to nothing. Here's the windup. Here it comes. Ball two, a curve ball outside. Out is even on Boudreaux, two and two. Rigney winds up. Here it is. Ball three, a fast ball over but high. Three and two is the count. Rigney winds up. Here's the pitch. Empty fly ball going out the short center field. And here comes Dimashuan and takes it. Or rather, Grace in and takes it. Or rather, Mullen. Pardon me, Mullen takes it in short center field. And that retires the side. Boudreaux flying to Mullen in short center. And in that inning, one run on two hits. Mark Fletcher now trots up to umpire Stewart there at the plate. Don't know whether they're going to make a change here or not. Bill Bagby on the mound pitching for the American League team with Rosar back to the plate. Number 10, Rizzuto, playing shortstop. Rizzuto, playing short. Instead of Boudreaux for the American League team. Little Rizzuto, short, heavy set boy that races around and bounds around and feels that ball. The first man up is McCoy, the second baseman. Jim Bagby on the mound, winds up, here it comes. Ball one, a little outside of fastball. McCoy up for his second trip. First time up, walk, here's the windup. Just a high foul over our heads here. Coming right down. Wade Hoyt tried to catch that one, a little out of his reach. I don't know whether it's charged with an error or not on that one. But the count is one on one on McCoy, leading off. First half, the third inning. Zagby gets his signal, winds up, here it comes. Strike two, call a curveball at the inside corner. The first half, the third inning, you know. American League team leading three to nothing. Making two runs in the first inning, one in the second. Bagby winding up. Here's the pitch. That's a high fly ball going out the right center field. Joe DiMaggio trotting over to his left center and takes it for the first out. McCoy flied high and deep. Joe DiMaggio in right center field. One out. Nobody on. And Padgett, the left fielder, is up. Left hand hitter, the first time up, single. He steps into the batter's box. Bagby winding up. Here it comes. Ball one. A curve ball over, but low. Rosar down. The signal. Bagby winds up. Here's the pitch. Foul. Back to the screen. The old screwball up there. Has it out ahead with his swing, foul it off. The count is even, one and one. Rosar gets a new ball from umpire Stewart, walks out in front of the plate, tosses it to Jim Bagby. All right, we're back in position now. Bagby starts his windup. Here it comes. Ball two, outside on the count. On Paget is now two balls and one strike. Bagby winding up. 
Here's the pitch. Foul back over our heads here into the upper stands. Count is now even two and two. Padgett steps out of the batter's box. Back in now. There's one out and nobody on, you know. First half the third. American League team leading three to nothing. Bagby winds up. Here it is. Ball. Free the old screw ball. Just missed the outside corner. Jim, you know, mixes them up very well. Jim Bagby. That screw ball to the left-handers. He's back on the rubber. The count's three and two. He's winding up. Here's the pitch. Foul back to the screen. And umpire Stewart tosses that new ball out to Bagby. Padgett out of the batter's box now, taking his time. Steps back in. Rosar down, giving a signal. Bagby starts his windup. Here's the pitch. That's a high fly ball going out to center field. DiMaggio is moving in under it and takes it for the second out. Two men out. Nobody on. And Cecil Travis coming up. Travis the first time up, walked. Two put outs for Joe DiMaggio in this inning. Travis, the left-hand hitter, steps into the batter's box. First half the third inning, two outs. Nobody on. American League leading 3 to nothing. Here's the pitch. Ball one outside. The old knuckleball missed the outside corner. Bagby gets his signal. Starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch. Got a line drive down the left field line. It's a base hit rolling off to the wall. It bounds off the wall. There goes Travis around first base. Williams comes up for the ball and shoots it in. To Rizzuto in short left field, he tosses it in to Keltner. A double for Travis, a line drive just inside the left field line, out to the stands. Well, that brings up Grace, the right fielder, the first time up, struck out. He's a left-hand hitter. Two out, Travis on second. Bagby steps on the rubber, takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. That's a ground ball back to the box. Bagby leaps up. Clears it with one hand to toss the first. He's out. Bagby to York on a high bounder of the pitcher's mound. Now we go to the last half of the third inning. And before the third inning starts, we might pause for station identification. This is the mutual broadcasting system. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Well, here we are back at the stadium in Cleveland where the All-Star Service team is playing the champions of the American League. There's the champion American League team. And we're going into the last half of the third inning with the American Leaguers leading three to nothing. And it's Tommy Hendricks leading off. Rigney on the mound, right-hander winds up, here it comes, that's a foul, a drive down the left field line, into the stand. Down on Tommy Hendrick, one strike. Tommy Hendrick, his first time up, Bob fell around the mound, flashed a single through the box. He's up for his second trip, count one strike. 
Rigney, a right hand around the mound, put like back of the plate. Rigney winds up. Here it comes. Ball one, little outside a fastball. Count is even on Tommy Hendricks. Rigney gets his signal, winds up. Here it is. Ball two, little outside on the count is now two balls, one strike. Last half, the third inning, with the American Leaguers leading three to nothing. Rigney winds up. Here it comes. Ball three. A fastball just missed the outside corner. Three and one is the count. American Leaguers making two runs in the first inning. One in the second. Rigney winds up. Here it is. Ball four. Low and inside. Hendrick walks. That brings up Ed Williams, the left fielder. His first time up, walk. He's a left-hand hitter. He steps into the batter's box. Henrik on first base. Nobody out. Rigney takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball low. A curve ball on the count. On Williams, one and nothing. Ed keeps talking to the catcher when he's up there. He throws the ball back to the pitcher. Rigney takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball two, it's high. And the count is now two and nothing. Now Rigney walks partway in to have a talk with Frankie Pitlack. Frankie tosses him the ball and starts back to his position back of the plate. All right, we're back in position now. Williams up, left-hand hitter. Henrik on first, nobody out. Rigney takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball three, it's low. And the count is now three and nothing. Here's the stretch. Here it comes. Ball four, high on outside. Williams also walks, and Tommy Hendricks goes to second. Well, that's two bases on balls, and we have runners on first and second. Nobody out. Last half the third inning. The American Leaguers leading by a score of three to nothing. And Joe DiMaggio comes up. Joe, the first time up, slapped the single over second base. The right-hand hitter steps into the batter's box. Rigney comes up to pitching position. Here's the pitch. Ball one, low. Fastball on the count on DiMaggio, one or nothing. Pitlack down, giving that signal. Rigney takes his stretch. Here it is. Ball to its inside. Rigney's a little disgusted that he can't get that ball over the plate. Frankie Pitlack rubs the ball up well and tosses it back to Rigney. Jordan up, right-hand hitter of the count, two balls, no strikes. Hendrick on second, you know, Williams on first, nobody out. Here's the stretch, here it comes. That's a high foul ball down the third baseline. Andrews coming over under it, waiting for it, and takes it back of third base. A high foul from DiMaggio's bat. One out. And Rudy York is up. York, the first time up, drove deep to Grace. Almost on the track in right center field. He's up for his second trip. 
Steps into the batter's box. Rigney takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. That's a ground ball going down towards deep short. Travis comes up with the ball first and second. He's out of second to throw to first, but York keeps it out, breaking up that double play. And Henrik moves to third. York hit a ground ball down to deep short. Travis made a beautiful stop on that ball, and deep short was sliding when he tossed the ball to McCoy. Washington Williams is second, but the throw to first is too late to double York. Henrik going to third. So it's two men out, and Bobby Doerr up. Last half of the third inning. Hendrick on third base. York on first and two out. Rigney, a right-hander, takes his stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball one, a curve ball over, but low. Count on Bobby Door, one and nothing. Pit lag down, giving a signal. Rigney takes his stretch. Here it comes. Strike swinging, a curve ball low and outside. Door swung and missed. The count is even, one and one. American leaguers leading three to nothing. Last of the third inning. Hendrick on third, Williams on first. Here's, or rather, York on first. Here's the pitch, but it's a high foul coming back into the upper stand. It hits the top of the stand and bounds down into the lower boxes. Very seldom that a foul ball hits up that high. That hit right by the lights and bounded down into the boxes, and the count on Bobby Doerr is now two strikes and one ball. Rigney standing out on the rubber looking for that signal. Comes up the pitching position. Here's the pitch. And it's a fly ball going out the left field line. And here comes a left fielder and makes the catch. In left field, Padgett coming over fast to make that catch in left field, retiring the side. And now we go into the first half, the fourth inning. The American League team leading three to nothing. The Americans making two runs in the first inning and one in the second. And now we turn you over to a fellow who was a great pitcher for the New York Yankees a few years ago and is now the baseball broadcaster in Cincinnati of station WKRC, Wade Hoyt. Thank you, Jack. And we're going into the top half of the fourth inning. And Sid Hudson, Sid Hudson of the Washington Senators, is coming in to pitch for the All-Stars. Sid is a fastball pitcher, a right-hander, and a youngster. He has great possibilities in this league of becoming one of the great stars. He'll be out there on the mound, big, tall, right-handed, very solid, very compact, very strong. Fastball pitcher, pitched in an All-Star game a couple of years ago. And the first batter up for the Army-Navy will be Johnny Stern, a left-handed hitter, formerly of the New York Yankees, and a boy who, in his first few weeks in Army training, got in conflict with a tractor and had the index finger of his right hand cut off near the top, not the entire finger, however. He told me this morning that it was a little bit tender. It doesn't happen to be on its throwing hand, however. It's on his receiving hand, and he must tape the end of that finger up now. He's a left-handed thrower, of course. Rosal whips the ball down to second base. Draw over to Rizzuto. Rizzuto over to Keltner. And back to the pitcher, Sid Hudson, and we're ready to go in the first half of the fourth inning. Johnny Stern, Stern stepping up there, hitting left-handed. 
wearing a brown cap, a dark gray uniform with brown numerals on it, 22 on his back, Hudson ready for the first pitch, it's inside for ball one, Rosar takes his glove off and rubs the ball up, throws it back to Hudson, Hudson digging a little hole on the mound, braces himself with his right foot forward, his left foot back, studies Rosar as he crouches down, watches his catcher as he gives a sign. Rosar holding that target behind the home plate as Hudson winds around his head. The body pivots, the throw, and the ball is swung on and missed for strike one. One and one. Johnny Stern backs out of the batter's box, and the American League All-Stars are playing him very normally. DiMaggio straight in center field, Williams in direct left field, and Tommy Henrick direct in right field. They're not playing him so deep either. Hudson around his head. The body pivot, the step, and the throw, and the ball is low, a curve ball which misses for ball two. Two and one. Hudson has those little little nervous gestures on the mound. Digs a little hole every time, smooths the dirt back to cover up. The gain is purchased. He digs in with the spikes. He winds once around his head. He pivots, throws, and Sturm takes outside for ball three, and the count goes to three and one. And the crowd senses a little bit of drama right here. I know that they're all pulling for this service team to get started. They had their big chance in the first inning with three on base and one out. And Joe Grace took the third strike. I know that all the fans here and all the fans around the country were sort of pulling for this service team to get started. Hudson now around his head with three and one. The pitch is inside for ball four. And Johnny Stern jogs down to first base, rounds the bag, and there's old Sergeant Hank Gowdy coaching down at first. And big Lieutenant George Earnshaw, formerly of the Philadelphia Athletics, coaching at third. So Sid Hudson has walked the first man to face him, Johnny Stern. That brings up Ernie Andre of Louisville, who had a single in his first time at bat, batting right-handed, holds the bat well back, and leans back as a curveball snaps over the plate for strike one. And the ball is shot back from Rosa to Hudson. Hudson on the mound appears a little bit self-conscious pitching in this very important game. He comes to his box stance, hands across his chest, watches his runner, delivers to the plate, and the ball is swung on, hit down to Rizzuto, short stop. Really quickly, throw it over to Dorr, and Dorr over to Rudy York, and there's a double play. Ernie Andre hit the ball down to the shortstop, and Rizzuto, with one fell swoop, in one motion, picked the ball up, relayed it to Bobby Dorr, Dorr pivoted, and threw to Rudy York for a double play. Frankie Piplock, who received a nice hand, used to catch here in Cleveland, also for the Boston Red Sox, is up there batting right-handed. Hudson around his head once. He steps far, delivers, and Piplock swings very late on a ball that was already by him for strike one. Ball is back in his hand, and he dangles it. He dangles his arm down by his side. Hudson winds once, very loose wrist. Throws the curved ball bounces in the dirt and Rosar catches it with his glove hand, just backhands it to stop it from going back to the screen for ball one, one and one. Hudson takes a hitch at his belt, just pulls up his trousers a bit, leans forward to take the sign. Now he's around his head. In he comes, and the ball breaks low. A curved ball for ball two, two and one. The ball is lobbed back from Rosar to Hudson. Bobby Dorr out at short, out at second base, has his glove off. Rizzuto has his glove off as they wipe their hands on their trousers. Now they're down on their knees, watching Hudson wind up. With the count, two balls, one strike. He steps and throws, and it's fouled right up by our broadcasting booth. 
And a young lady over here to the left of it puts out her hands in an attempt to catch it. Cloud sort of gives her a cheer as she reaches out for the ball. And the count goes to two and two. Two strikes and two balls. Hudson with a new ball rubs it up, touches the rosin bag, grinds it between his bare hands to take the gloss off it. And he comes back in the pitching rubber, drops his left foot back, the wind-up, the step, and the throw, and it's outside, a curve ball, misses outside for ball three, and the count is run for three and two. One of the American League All-Stars is dashing down on the bullpen. Hudson leans forward as he starts his wind-up. He cuts the fastball loose, and it's hit slowly on the ground to the third baseman, and Ken Kelton comes up with the ball, throws on the hand over the first base, and Rudy York takes it with his gloved hand, a one-hand catch for the third out. And so for the Army-Navy, in the first half of the fourth inning, there were no runs, no hits, and no one left on base. And in four turns at that, the Army-Navy have had no runs, three hits, and five men left on base, and there has not been an error made by either team so far in this ballgame. And you know, fans, naturally, we know that a large number of you people listening wish you could be present at this great American All-Star Service team game. However, knowing that to be a physical impossibility, the thought occurs to us that you might be interested in siding in with this fine cause by sending in the price of a ticket for your seat at the, at the radio. Now, these seats are $1.25 and $1.60. And if you are interested, you may send your contribution to the Cleveland Baseball Company, who in turn will see that it is added to the Combined Army and Navy Relief Fund. And believe me, it's a great cause. And you'll never miss that little pittance that you send in to these boys. We're going into the last half of the fourth inning, and the first man to bat for the American League All-Stars will be Kenny Keltner, facing that sterling right-hander, Johnny Rigney, formerly of the Chicago White Sox. Rigney's a big, tall, lean right-hander and a very good change of pace pitcher. The first ball is pitched right over the outside corner for strike one, right into the glove, right into the glove of Frankie Titlock. Titlock holds that target, Rigney around his head, and the ball is hit very hard into left field. And there comes Don Padgett into foul territory across the left field foul line, way out by the bleachers to take it for the first out. Don Padgett the all-service team made a very nice catch coming way across from left field across the left field foul line to make that put out. One up, one away for the American League All-Star. Now we have Buddy Rosar, who singled in the second inning to drive in Kenny Keltner. Stepping in there, the Yankee catcher, and he would be a first-string catcher on any other team. The first pitch by Rigney is fouled off over by the all-star bench, and Johnny Sturm goes across the foul line over past the coach's box to take it for the second out. And that yell you hear is the ball that was thrown from Sturm down the shortstop, and it got by him, and the umpire on third base, Al Barley, picked the ball up and made a great stop, and the fans are giving the umpire a cheer. Well, there are two outs in the last half of the fourth inning. I believe we're going to have a pinch hitter. We'll see who this is in just a moment. No, this is Sid Hudson coming up to bat himself. Sid Hudson of the Washington Senators. And he takes a terrific swing at the first fastball thrown by Rigney and slices it right over toward the all-star bench. That is, the American League all-star bench and bounced off the boxes. 
Aram back by Phil Rizzuto, who is coming up next, and Phil picked it up and threw it back to the ball boy. A new ball is out there in Rigney's hands. He takes a long wind up the step and the throw, and Hudson hits it down on the ground to Riz- to, Rizzuto- to the shortstop, and Travis throws him out easily at first base, and there are the three outs. Rigney pitched a very easy inning that, that time, and there were no runs, no hits, no one left on base for the American League All-Stars the last half of the fourth inning. We go into the first half of the fifth, and the first man up will be the pitcher, supposedly, Rigney. However, we can't tell in this ball game because there might may be pinch hitters at any time. This has been a very good ball game so far, and I could see when Bobby Feller was pitching in the first inning, in the second inning, he Playing right field, number two, Spence. Playing right field. And Stan Spence of the Washington Senators, a very fine-looking prospect for the American League, also of the Washington Senators, is playing right field for the American Leaguers. As we were saying, Bobby Feller in the early innings, in the first and second innings, came home, he came to Cleveland, and he seemed as though he was just a bit self-conscious, appearing before his hometown fans once again. He was trying so hard to please and so hard to make good here this evening, he just reared back and let everything go with every bit of ounce of strength in his body. And he just didn't get away with it. However, you can see that Bobby hasn't been pitching regularly. He's been pitching once or twice, well, we'll say about every two weeks. And, of course, that is not enough to face such a team as these American all league, uh, these American League stars present this evening. However, Hudson on the mound as Rigney's at bat. The first man up. Hudson delivers a fastball high across his eyes, and Rigney swings and misses for strike one. The ball is shot right back. Rose out of Hudson. Hudson drops that left foot back. He braces himself, digs in the spikes. He winds, comes sidearm with a fastball, and it misses about six inches outside for ball one. One and one. Old Johnny Rigney, one of the best change of pace pitchers in the big league. Hitting. Sid Hudson, the youngster, pitching. A fastball high across his letters, and Rigney swings and misses for strike two. And Hudson really popped that ball right through there. Rigney swung late, didn't really have a chance to hit that one. Hudson taking a sign as Rosar sits down behind the bat and holds that glove over the outside corner. Hudson pitches for the target, and the ball is fouled off back into the right field section of the grandstand for the same count, two strikes and one ball. New ball is thrown out, and Hudson rubs it up in his bare hands. He digs a little hole on the mound. He stands there watching his catcher, Buddy Rosar, who sits down, crouches low, holds that glove on the outside corner. Hudson winds, throws, and the curve is hit on a bound down to Phil Rizzuto, who makes a hurried throw over the first base, and Rudy York picks it out of the dirt with one hand and makes the put-off for the first out. The first half of the fifth inning. Brings up Patty Mullen, who hit, who hit 345 for Detroit last year. One of the better batters of the American League. Steps in there, hitting left-handed. The first time at bat, he hit out to the shortstop. The second time, he hit a line drive in the right field. He's up there for the third time and takes the first ball outside for ball one. As Hudson was wide with a curve. 
Keltner at third is playing in for a bunt, protecting. Rizzuto over around second. Door switched over to a by first. The ball is pitched by Hudson and foul right above us for strike one. And the count goes to one strike and one ball. And there's one out. First half of the fifth inning and the score. Three to nothing. Three to nothing in favor of the American Leaguers. Hudson over his head once more. Steps throws a slow ball and it's a little bit high. A slow curve which broke high. And Mullen backed away from the plate to take it. He waves that that bat from his left hand to his right. Hitting left-handed. Counts two balls, one strike. Hudson winds. Next pitch is a fastball. Hit down, right down to the second baseman, Bobby Daw. Feels it on a third hop. Throws to Rudy York. And he's out. The ball is whipped around the American League infield. And up comes Benny McCoy. Little Benny McCoy hitting left-handed, whom Connie Mack gave $45,000 to to sign a contract with the Philadelphia Athletics. Neat piece of change. Good little ball player holding the bat well back as Hudson delivers the first slow curve, and McCoy hits on top of it but misses for strike one. The game is moving right along. The American Leaguers are playing McCoy sort of around the right field because they know him. Hudson is around his head once more. Steps, throws, and the ball is pitched outside for ball one. One and one. Every time Buddy Rosar throws the ball back to Sid Hudson, the pitcher, he takes his glove off, holds it under his left arm, and rubs the baseball up to take the gloss off it. He puts his glove on and dangles that long right arm along the seams of his trousers. He's around his head now. He steps and throws, and the ball is hit solidly down to Bobby Dorr out on the grass and right field, and Dorr makes a sensational play going over by first base out on the grass to take that ground ball and throw Benny McCoy out at first base. So the first half of the fifth inning ends with the Army-Navy having no runs, no hits, and no one left on base. And five turns at bats, Mickey Cochran's all-service crew have had no runs, three hits, and five men left on base. And it's been a very good ball game for the reason that there have been no misplays in this contest. There have been no errors by either side. We went to the last half of the fifth inning, and Johnny Rigney still on the mound for the all-service team. The 85 feet Navy band, the Great Lakes band, playing down on the left field section of the grandstand. Perhaps you can hear it through our microphone. All dressed in white with their tail of caps on. The field presents a very pretty picture. The band almost filled to capacity. And some of you fans have ever been in the Yankee Stadium. You might get sort of a topography picture of this stadium here in Cleveland because it resembles the Yankee Stadium, although it's not triple deck. Just a double deck stand. But both the left wing of the grandstand and the right wing run way around into right and left field. You probably have heard the public address system announce the change in umpires, as is the custom after four and a half innings. And Al Bollock of the National League is going to umpire behind the home plate. Bill McGowan of the American League is going out to first base. Lee Ballenfant of the National League is umpiring at second base. And Stewart of the American League, who was umpiring balls and strikes at third. 
Rigney around his head to Rizzuto, and Rizzuto dumps a punch down a third base foul line. Rigney overfields it fast, and the throw to first base is very quick, and he's out on a great sensational play by the pitcher, Johnny Rigney, who came in over by the third base foul line. Fielded that ball, a bunt by Johnny Rizzuto with one hand, rather Phil Rizzuto, with one hand, and quickly from an underhand throwing position, threw over to first base and retired Rizzuto. That looked almost like a perfect bunt. That was Rizzuto's first time at bat and brings up Sam Spence, the left-handed batter of the Washington Senators, an outfielder. And Pollock, who never fails to entertain the spectators, call a strike one on Sam Spence with a loud and vociferous cry. Strike two as he waves dramatically like John Barrymore behind the home plate. And he's really giving it to the fans, and the fans are enjoying it. As Rigney's around his head again and throws a slow curve, which is fouled off down into the bullpen of the service team. The count remains two strikes and one ball with one out. The last half of the fifth inning and the All-American League is leading three to nothing. Rigney's taking the sign from his catcher, Frankie Tedlock. Tedlock holds the glove and the pitch is made, but it's fouled off into the upper deck for the same count of two strikes and no balls. Really, this... Al Bollock behind the home plate is really doing a job of umpiring. He's giving more gestures down there than, well, we'll say W.C. Field. <laughs> Stan Spence, a great outfielder for the Washington Senators, hitting left-handed with the count two strikes, no balls as Rigney pitches, and the ball is sliced down by first base, down by third base, and Rigney going out after the ball, attempted to pick it up one-handed to the right of the mound, looked at his runner, but took his eyes off the runner, and fumbled the ball for the... First error of the ball game. Now I see that the official scorer over there has given Sam Spence a hit instead of giving Rigney an error. So there is a hit for Sam Spence. And the next ball pitched by Rigney to the splendid center of the Boston Red Sox, Ted Williams, is down inside for ball one. One or nothing. With Spence on first base. Through his chest and his box fancy steps, and the curve is over for strike one. One and one, as Bollock said, whoa, boys, strike one. Ted Williams batting left-handed. An old study has just batted in 80 runs this year with 18 homers to his credit in the American League and leads, them, leads the league in batting. And the ball is outside for ball two. Rigney doesn't take a bit of time between the between pitches. Just as soon as Frankie Pitlock gives him the pitching signal, he comes right to his chest and throws. So, the, so there's Stan Spence on first base, Williams the hitter, and he takes ball three, low and inside, and he danced away from the plate on that one. The count goes to three balls and one strike with Spence on first base, one out, the last half of the fifth inning, and the All-American League is leading three to nothing. Williams up there looking for that triple. He takes it outside for ball four. Spence goes. Spence goes to second base. Williams goes to first base, and that's the third base on balls given up by Johnny Rigney in this ball game. And brings up the Joe team, Joe DiMaggio, the New York Yankees, who has one hit in two times at bat this evening. He had two hits in an all-star game in New York last evening. He has one out of two tonight. Hitting right-handed, feet spread well apart, back well back. Rigney pitches, and Joe takes a low curve outside. 
Frankie Pitlock had to skip outside of the plate to take that one. Rigney has the ball back in his hands, and he's looking at his outfield. And Padgett in left field is playing pretty well around toward the foul line. Mullen in center over toward left, and the pitch is made, and DiMaggio hits rifles the ball down at Andre. Andre over to McCoy. McCoy over to first base, and Stern takes it for a double play as Joe DiMaggio hits into a double play to win the fifth inning. Andre, the third baseman. Andre, the third baseman to Benny McCoy at second base, over to Johnny Sturm, and we'll pause momentarily for station identification. And this is a mutual broadcasting system. WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Going into the first half of the sixth inning, Sid Hudson still on the mound for the American League All-Stars. Hank Gowdy walking down there to first base, and the first batter will be, for the All-Service team, will be Don Padgett, formerly of the St. Louis Cardinals and lately of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Padgett left the Brooklyn Dodgers early this spring to join the Navy. He's a power hitter, a fairly good hitter to left field, tremendous power to right field. He's sort of a convertible ball player, one who can play the outfield and also catch. Down in St. Louis, they use him a good deal as a catcher. However, he prefers to play the outfield, and of course, he's gotten his wish since he joined the Navy. He's playing in left field for the all-service team tonight. A left-handed batter, power hitter, he had a single the first time up and flew out to Joe DiMaggio in center field the second time up. He's up there now in the leading off, the first half of the sixth inning, his third appearance at the plate, crouching low, watching Sid Hudson as he stops his windup. Hudson's first delivery is bounces into the plate, and Buddy Rosar takes it on a pickup, hands it back to Al Bollock, who looks the ball over, then throws it back to Sid Hudson. And Phil Rizzuto at shortstop figures Don Padgett as a right field hitter, is playing him way around toward second base. Shelton playing him way out of position at third, around toward second, too. The ball is hit right back on a high hop to Sid Hudson in the pitcher's box, who throws it over to Rudy York for the first out. If that ball had gotten over the head of Sid Hudson, it might have continued on into center field for a base hit, and Sid Hudson was forced to jump very high to take it in his gloved hand. However, there's one up, one away for the all-service team, the first half of the sixth inning. Cecil Travis, who has a base on balls and a double to his credit, is up there now for the second man. Hudson around his head, pitches inside to Travis for ball one. And of course, Travis used to be a teammate of Sid Hudson's down there in Washington, so the boys know each other very well, and of course, Sid Hudson knows that Travis is a great ball player. Hudson around his head, delivers a slow curve right over the outside corner of the plate. Just broke over there nicely for strike one. And it's a pleasure to watch Buddy Rosar down behind the bat as he shifts around, first inside, then outside, and holds that glove for his pitcher. Now he's holding the target. Sid Hudson throws another slow curve, and it's a line drive hits right into the hands of Ken Keltner at third base. A solid smash right into the gloved hands of Ken Keltner at third base for the second out. Travis really caught a hold of that one. They didn't fool him any on the ball. He really laid the meat of the bat on it. However, it was right at somebody. That brings up Joe Grace, a left-handed hitter, formerly of the St. Louis Browns, who struck out once and hit back to the pitcher once. However, he's a good hitter. Hudson delivers, and Grace leaps high over the ball like a little girl playing jacks to get out of the way of it. Or ball one. One or nothing. 
Putting around his head, steps, slow curve is over for strike one. One and one. The game is moving very swiftly. Joe Gray swinging left-handed, chokes up a little on the bat, spreads his feet, watches, watches his pitcher. A ball and a strike, and gives gestures and waves and dances around there. An Indian war dance. The next pitch is hit hard out into left field, and it just misses foul for about five feet, and the count remains two strikes and one ball. First, that ball was hit down along the left field foul line in fair territory, curved at the last minute, and just went foul about five or ten feet. Betty Williams was over there very fast after the ball, and I imagine if the ball had been fair, Betty Williams would have caught it. So Joe Grace must come back to the plate and hit over again. Sid Hudson taking the sign from Buddy Rosar. He winds around his head once. The step, the throw, and the curve ball, which swings around the plate for ball two. Two and two. Two out. First half of the sixth inning, and the All-American leaders, All-American leaders leading three to nothing. Hudson around his head, throws, and the ball is hit foul down the third base foul line for the same count. Two strikes and two balls as big George Earnshaw fields it and throws it back into the pitcher. That's baseball ethics, of course. Hudson rubs the ball up, blows in his pitching hands, takes the sign from Buddy Rosar. Rosar holding that target low outside as Hudson comes down low for ball three. Count is three and two on Joe Grace. Third man up for the all-service team. First half of the sixth inning. Big Sid Hudson on the mound. Winds, steps, and throws. And the ball is hit foul in the air over by the all-service bench. Kelton comes over right by the bench and makes a great put-out for the third out. And Joe Grace popped up. So for the all-service team, team at the start of the sixth inning... There were no runs, no hits, no one left on base. And in six turns at bat, the all-service team has had no runs, three hits, and five men left on base. There has not been an error made by either team here so far this evening. A very clean ball game. And the ball game has been very fast. And just at the moment, we're going to have a one-minute blackout, which is the custom here in Cleveland. It's just a trial blackout, however. It will be just a fire blackout. The lights of the park will be turned out. There will be no smoking or lighted matches. We'll all sit here and watch the effect. The field is very barren. All the ball players have left the field. There is not a soul on the playing field except the players' gloves. Further instructions will be given over the public address system. Here go the lights. And now the park is totally blacked out. You can't see a cigarette. You can't see a cigar light. You cannot see a light of any description. Through the haze and the mist, through the darkness of night, you can just see under the starlight the towers, the lighting towers standing on the roof of the grandstand. We see the wires of the backstop running down in front of us. We can see the silhouette of the of the scoreboard out in direct center field against the rather light sky, which is not lit only by moonlight and starlight. And over to the left of us is a towering grandstand 
feet there, tall, very high. However, there's nothing that we can see beyond that. It's totally blacked out, a trial blackout, just a trial blackout, which we would like to emphasize. And that's the custom here in Cleveland, Ohio, at night games to constantly and continually try these blackouts, just to, so that everyone might be prepared in case of an emergency. We can look up in the heavens and see the stars. We can look out towards center field. And as I told you, we see the silhouette. And now the lights come on again. After the one-minute blackout, the lights behind the home plate on the roof flash on, and the banners around the top of the roof wave. And, and out of the five or six or seven light towers, there's the eighth one just going on. Now we go into the last half of the sixth inning, and the all-service team is taking the field with Johnny Rigby going out there, the pitcher. Frankie Pitlock still behind home plate. Andres at third base. Travis at shortstop. Benny McCoy at second base. Johnny Stern at first base. Joe Grace in right field. Mullen, formerly of Detroit in center field. And Don Padgett in left. Rudy York will be the first batter for the All-American Leaguers in the last half of the sixth inning. And the score is 3 to nothing in favor of the All-American League team. And the All-American League team so far in this ball game have had three runs and four hits and three men left on base, whereas the all-service all teams have had no runs, three hits, and five men left on base. Five hits the All-American Leaguers have had, and the first pitch by Rigney to the big Rudy York is strike one, a neat curve which just clipped the outside corner of the plate. Rigney's next pitch to York is a curveball outside, and York fouls the ball off. York fouls it off for strike two, and Rigney has him two or nothing. Rigney around his head, steps, comes out of the side by the way of Kansas City, and pops the ball up behind the catcher. It might drop in the grandstand, and Pitlock tries to make a... Very brave catch, running into the boxes over there to the right of the plate, and falls against the boxes, but he's just a little bit late and cannot catch the ball. The count is two strikes and no balls. Pitlock goes back behind the home plate, and Rudy York hands him his mask. Now Bollock, the very demonstrative umpire behind the home plate, leans over Pitlock's shoulders. It's Rudy York batting right-handed, who's not had a hit in two turns of batters up there for his third appearance. Rigney out of the side, and it's strike three as Al Pollock, as if he were punching at Joe Lewis, counts strike three, and Rudy York strikes out. That's the second strikeout by Johnny Rigney this evening. He's walked two men. And up till comes Bobby Dawe, one of the leading hitters of the American League, and he uses a typical Heine Grove stance, a wide-open stance, his body facing the pitcher, and the first slider thrown by Johnny Rigney, who's getting hot now for the all-service team, is strike one. Just nips the outside corner. Bobby Dahl wide open as the pitch comes in there, and he swings hard and fouls it off for strike two. Two or nothing. Dahl doesn't hold his arms as high as Heine Groh used to, but his body is entirely around, just standing facing, directly facing Johnny Rigney in the pitcher's box. 
Bat laid on his right shoulder, swinging right-handed as Rigney comes around his head, steps, delivers a curve, and it's strike three as Gore takes that curve right over the outside corner. And Rigney is showing a burst of pitching here, which stamped him as one of the best pitchers of the American League. He's really getting hot, really cutting that curve across those outside corners. And it's a pleasure to watch Frankie Pitlock catch it. Standing down there, crouching behind the home plate, holding that target. And Rigney placing every ball right in that glove. Up comes Keltner, who takes ball one outside. Rigney doesn't wait much when he gets the ball. He just takes that sign from Pitlock. And they all serve a infield with their hands on their knees as Rigney delivers again, and the ball is hit sharply into left field. On one bounce to Don Padgett, who feels it, throws it back into second base, and Kenny Keltner is on first base with a single. That's the second hit by Keltner this evening, and the first man of the All-American Leaguers to have two hits. He had a triple in the second inning, flew out to left field in the fourth, and now singled in the sixth. And Buddy Rosar with one hit, in two turns at batters up there. Number 12 on his back in the Yankee uniform and takes a bouncing curve ball which struck the ground. Pitlock fielded the ball. Or ball one. Kenny Kelton on first base. With two outs. Last half of the sixth inning and the All-American Leaguers leading three to nothing. The pitch is strike one as that slider zips across there again. And now the crowd is getting a big bounce out of the way Rigney is pitching and the way that Al Bollock is calling the strikes and balls. Rigney around is out of the side. Strike two. And Al Bollock jumps up in the air and calls strike two and does a regular war dance behind the home plate. Well, we've been in baseball 22 years. We never saw an umpire really call him this way. Well, it's a pleasure and it's very refreshing to see it. Rigney around his head again and the ball is hit right down over second base into center field. And there goes Kelton around second base heading into third and pulls up a third as Rosar Pulls around first and is content with a single. The Rosa has two hits to his credit. Sending Keltner around the third base, he himself is parked on first. And Sid Hudson, who's been doing a nice job of pitching for the All-American Leaguers, comes to bat. He's getting a nice hand from the crowd as he's shown a splendid exhibition of curling here this evening. Make no mistake about it, this all-service team is a good ball club. Give any team in the big league a battle. I dare say if they had a few extra reserves, they'd finish third in any in any league. And the ball is hit on the ground by Hudson down to third base. Andre's up with it, throws over to first, and Johnny Sturm reaching way into the infield takes it for the third off. And so for the All-Stars, the American League All-Stars, the last half of the sixth inning, there were no runs. Two hits. And two men left on base. And in the sixth innings that the All-Stars have been to bat, the American Leaguers have had three runs, seven hits, and five men left on base, and they have not made an error. We're going now into the first half of the seventh inning. And our good colleague and friend from Chicago, Bob Elton, pick it up from here and bring you through these last innings. Thank you very much, Wade. And good evening, fans. We've been seeing quite a ball game here as Wade White and Jack Rainey, my colleagues here in Cleveland tonight, former baseball players and our baseball broadcasters, have done a fine job of telling you just exactly what's happened. The score is 3 to nothing in favor of the American League over the service team All-Stars as we go into the first half of the seventh. Down the line here to my left, the Navy band from the Great Lakes, one of the finest musical aggregations in America, is uh, striking up a note 
as the American League is out there on the field. I notice another change now in the lineup. McQuinn, the great first baseman of St. Louis, is going down to play first. Uh, let's see at second base, there's Dorr, at shortstop, Rizzuto, at third base, Coulter, left field, Williams, center field, DiMaggio, right field, Rizzuto, Spence, that's the only change. And here's some of the two hitters. Yeah, McQuinn, from 43. McQuinn is playing first base, and the first man to bat for the service teams is going to be the first baseman, Johnny Stern, the left-handed hitter. For the first time, bounced out and the second time walked. He's a left-hand hitter, and he's facing a right-hand pitcher, Sid Hudson, a tall, thin, wiry sort of fellow, and a really a good pitcher. Here comes the first pitch. It's a ball. It's low inside, and the batter, Johnny Stern, backed away. The American League outfield is playing this hitter straight away, and not too deep. Now, you remember Stern with the Yankees. He never had a reputation as a long ball hitter, but he was one of those shot hitters over that infield and through that infield. There is a smash to right field, a line drive, and Gore jumped up to try to get it with one hand but couldn't head it off. He made a beautiful try for that ball, and the service team starts off the seventh inning with a base hit to right field. A very sharp hit by Johnny Stern, the first baseman. That is their fourth hit. Now, the one thing to remember, fans, about this ball game is this. While the American League leads three to nothing, the service team is not out of reach. They're trailing by just three runs. Here's the right-hand hitter, Andrews, up. There's the first pitch, and it's high and wide for a ball. Andrews has been up twice the first time he singled. And the second time he hit into a fast double play. He's a big, scotty right-handed kid, and he's a good hitter. But you're getting all set again. Here's the next one. There's a swing and a slow change of pace pitching around his waist, and he fouled it. It rolls on the ground at the right of the plate, and the count is one and one. As you can hear from the noise here in this big stadium at Cleveland, the crowd is pulling for the service stars to do something. They want to see them really get back into this ball game. They almost got off in front here in the first inning when they had the bases loaded with one out. Now the pitcher's getting all set again. Here's the next one, and Andrews swings as a drive in the left center field. It may be. It is a hit in the left center field, and it puts runners on first and second. A drive in the left center field. Teddy Williams was coming over fast, and I thought he might get through that ball. It just dropped in front of him in left center, and it's a base hit. So the service team fans is on its way here at Cleveland in the first half of the seventh inning. And there is a runner going out for Stern. There's a runner going out. Now you'll hear the announcement. Payduck is going to play. There it is. Chester Hayduck is out there on second base running for Stern. So we have two men on and nobody out for the service stars. There is Ace. High to try to cross his face is called. Al Barley keeps that right fist up into the air. I notice down in the left field bullpen that Harris, the left-hander, is warming up to the service stars. And all three to our right, there are two pitchers warming up to the American League. Two men on and nobody on in the seventh. There is an attempted bunt of a very high pitch, and he fouled it. Frankie Pitlack attempted to bunt a very high pitch, and he fouled the ball. It goes all the way back into the screen. The catcher, Buddy Rosar, gets a new baseball from the umpire and walks out to the mound to talk to Hudson. Payduck is out on second. Andrews is on first with his second hit of the night. There's nobody out. And little Frankie Pitlack is up in the batter's box right down here below our neutral booth. 
Hudson gets all set. Here's the next pitch. An inside pitch has been very close, and he has to jump to get out of the way. So the count is ball one and strike two for Franklin Pittman. The Sturva Stars are trailing three to nothing here at Cleveland. The American League scored two in the first and one in the second. Hudson gets set again. Here's the next pitch, and there is a swing and a miss. And he struck him out. Frankie Pitlack went all the way around trying to give that ball a ride, and he struck out. So there is a strikeout for Hudson, and now we're going to get a pinch hitter for Rigney. Here is a pinch hitter coming up to the plate to bat for Rigney. Lucadello. Johnny Lucadello is coming up to the plate of the Browns. He's a left-handed hitter. Here's the announcement. Here's Johnny Lucadello up in there, a left-handed batter. He's batting for Johnny Rigney, and that means that Harris is going to come in to pitch for the service team. Runners on first and second and one gone. There's a hopper foul down the first baseline, and it's one strike. Remember that McQuinn is now playing first base in place of York. Doris is second. At shortstop is Flea Rizzuto of the Yankees. At third base is Kenny Keltner. It's Williams in left field, DiMaggio in center field, and Stan Spence of Washington in right field. The battery is Sid Hudson, the pitcher, and the catcher is Buddy Rosar, who has gone all the way for the American League team. One strike on Lucadello, a left-handed batter. Hudson gets set a fastball, and he got a piece of that ball and fouled it back into the screen, and it's two strikes on Lucadello. Next man to come up will be the leadoff man, Mullen, the center fielder who has been up three times without a hit. The service team is connected for two hits here in the first half of the seventh to run their total for the night to five hits. A hit in the first, a hit in the second, a hit in the third, and two in the seventh. Now he's all set again. Here's the next pitch, and there is a ball. It just missed the outside corner, a tantalizing curve ball that Lucadella was tempted to go after, but he didn't, and it's ball one and strike two. The American League outfield is playing straight away. The service team has two men on with one out here in the seventh inning at Cleveland. Here comes the next pitch, and there is another wide one. That time it was about a foot outside waist high, and so Johnny Hudson has worked up a count now on this pinch hitter Lucadello of two and two. Again, the crowd here, which is close to 70,000, I imagine. It's very, very close to 70,000. They're starting that staccato clapping, and you can hear it through your radio. Man on first, man on second, one out. Count of ball, two, strike two on the batter. That's the set. Here it is. He swings and hits the ground ball to the pitcher. That's the second out. That's the first. He's out. A double play. Look the double hit into a fast double play. The play going from Hudson to Bobby Doerr to the first baseman, McQuinn, and it retires the side. And so, fans, in the first half of the seventh inning for the service stars, there were no runs and there were two hits. Lucadello hit into a fast double play, pitcher to second to first. And now this ball game is going into the last half of the seventh. Payduck is going to first base. We're going to get a new pitcher. Coming in from the bullpen down here to our left. The service team is taking the field. I believe that we're going to get a new center fielder, too. I believe that Chapman is going into the outfield. The great center fielder of the Philadelphia Athletics, I believe, is going into the ballgame. While we're watching for these changes, I believe that we'll pause briefly for station identification. You're listening to an exclusive broadcast of the service American League game from Cleveland. The All-Star Game, the second All-Star Game, and this is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people of Chicago.
plans were back toward Cleveland. Here's the left-hander Harris. Morris Mickey Harris from the Army. He's stationed in the Panama Canal Zone. He was formerly with the Boston Red Sox. He reached the Boston Red Sox in July 1940 after only two and a half years in the minors. He won four and he lost two for Boston. Last year he won eight games and lost 14. He's a tall left handed He stands about six feet tall. And uh, there's been a lot of publicity about Harris because, as you know, he was flown up here to take part in this game, and everyone was anxious to see him get into it. And he's getting into it now in the last half of the seventh as the pitcher for the service team. Now the first man to face him, a right-hand hitter, is the leadoff man, Rizzuto, and there is a swing and a miss, and it's one strike. Hayduck is playing first, as we told you. Hayduck is at first. McCoy is at second. Travis is still at short. Andres is at third. Sam Chapman is in center field in place of Mullins. Here's the next pitch, and there was a slow, tantalizing curveball across his shoulders. The batter went for it and missed it, so it is two strikes on Rizzuto. The American League batting in the last half of the seventh. They're leading three to nothing in this ball game over the service stars who are really giving them a battle. Harris gets set again. Here's the next pitch, and there's a drive down the right field line. It's going to be a hit. It's going to be an extra base hit. It's bounded way back there against the wall. Rizzuto's on his way to second. The right fielder firing the ball in, and he slid past second base, but he gets back in there. Rizzuto running around second base slipped, but he got up in time to get back into second base with a double just as the service team was getting ready to put that ball on him. Rizzuto slipped going around, going around second base when it looked like he might try for the triple. He got up and slid back into second. So it is a two-base hit for Rizzuto. That's his second time up and his first hit. That is a total of eight hits for the American League. It brings up a left-hand hitter, the right fielder Stan Spence. There's a man on second base and there's nobody out here in the last half of the seventh. Harris is getting a sign. Here's the pitch. And it... There's a throw to second base, and Rizzuto goes to third, head first, and he's in there safely. A delayed steal of third base by Rizzuto. The batter attempted to punt that ball. He missed it. The catcher, Pitlack, threw to second, and Rizzuto tore to third and slid in safely. It's a clean steal of third. The play went from the catcher to the second, to second base to third. So there's a man on third now for the All-Stars. The American League All-Stars, Spence batting, there's one strike on him. The infield is pulled in a bit. Harris taking a lot of time, getting a sign from Titlack. Now he starts his windup. Here it is. And there's a hopper over the pitcher's head. The runner's still holding third, and the batter is being thrown out in a fast play. The play going from McCoy to Hayduck, and the runner, Rizzuto, held third. I thought that he might possibly break for the plate on that ball because it was a slow bounding ball over the pitcher's head to the second baseman McCoy but Rizzuto held third and McCoy threw the batter out it was a very nice play so there's one gone now here's the great Teddy Williams up one of the greatest hitters in baseball a tall wiry lad a left-handed batter and there is a ball it gets away from the catcher it rolls a few feet back of the plate. The pitcher comes in to cover the plate, but Rizzuto plays it safe and stays at third. The ball got away from the catcher, Frankie Pitlack, and rolled back about 20 feet behind the plate. He and the umpire were getting all tangled up as Frankie wanted to get back to get that ball, but the runner stayed at third, so Rizzuto is still there, and there's one gone. Service infield has drawn in a few steps. 
They're now playing way in. Here comes the next pitch to Williams, and it's a strike. He caught the outside corner that time with a beautiful pitch. Boy, that was a sharp curveball. It just whipped in over the outside corner, and it's a call strike. And so we have it one and one on Teddy Williams. A man on third, one out here in the last half of the seventh at Cleveland with the American League ahead three to nothing. Harris is set, and there is a very sharp raking curve. There was a foot outside at the knee, and Frankie Pitlack had to go way outside to get it. The outfield is playing Williams just a shade to the right, and they're plenty deep for this boy. As you know, he's one of the best long ball hitters and also one of the best sharp hitters in baseball. He can drive that ball between them. Here comes the next pitch, and Williams takes a ball. It missed the corner just at the knee, and it's ball three and strike one for Williams. The American League would like to get this additional run in from third. They're leading three to nothing in the last half of the seventh. Harris is set again. Here's the next pitch, and there is a high fly ball. It's way back in the left center field. Padgett going back. Chapman going back. Padgett couldn't get the ball. It went over his head. Here's a run scoring. Williams is rounding second. He's on his way to third. Here's the relay, and Williams pulls up at third with a triple. It was a tremendous wallop, fans. Way back in the left center field. Padgett raced back from his left field position. The center fielder, Chapman, came tearing over, but the ball dropped behind them, and Williams pulls up at third base slowly with an easy triple. So the score now is four to nothing in favor of the American League. And here is the famous Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio, up at the plate, a right-handed batter. He's been up three times. He's hit safely once. Here's the first pitch, and there is a spike. It caught the outside corner, waist high. Fast throw right over the outside corner to Joe DiMaggio. A man on third, one run in. We're in the last half of the seventh, and the American League now has another run. Harris is all set again. Here's the next pitch, a change of pace pitch. It's wide, knee high, and again... Frankie Pitlack has to go way outside for it. The outfield is swung to the other side. They're playing DiMaggio as either a left center field hitter or a left field hitter. The left fielder Padgett is very deep. Chapman in center field is over a bit toward left field. And the right fielder is just about in a normal spot. DiMaggio takes a fastball. It's right across his chin. And it's ball two. And so it's two and one on Joe DiMaggio with Teddy Williams on third. He just tripled. He drove in Rizzuto. And the American League is ahead four to nothing here at Cleveland. Harris has his sign again. Here's the next pitch to Joe. Joe steps away from one. It's inside low. And it's ball three in strike one. Frankie Pitlack steps out in front of the plate. Says something to the pitcher. Harris turns around and goes for the rosin bag. Taking plenty of time out there getting set. Now he peers down at Pitlack. Here's Joe DiMaggio with that familiar stance of his up at the plate. Here comes the pitch. And it's a beauty right over the inside corner. Waste high for a call strike. Harris fired in a beautiful pitch that time. It's a call strike on Joe. And the Yankee Clipper steps out of the batter's box and gets some dirt on his hands. Now he's up in there again. There's that familiar black five in the back of his white uniform. There's those legs wide apart, that bat over his right shoulder. That familiar stance that's known to baseball fans the world over. Here it is. And there is a very high infield fly on the right side of the infield. The first baseman, Hayduck, is between first base and second going to his right. He grabbed the ball and Williams holds third. So Joe DiMaggio hit a very towering infield fly ball that was taken by the first baseman, Chester Hayduck, going to his right, towards second base, in the base paths, and there's two gone. That, by the way, is the second time tonight that Joe has popped out in the infield. The other time he hit into a double play, and the first time he single driving in a run. Now there's a man on third, and here's George McQuinn, 
of the St. Louis Browns, one of the best fielding first basemen in baseball, a fine sharp hitter, and a swell lad up at the plate. He's making his first appearance up there tonight. He took the place of Rudy York, and there is a spike. It's right across his knees. There's that sharp curve ball, and Farley lets out that yell again on that strike, and the crowd gets a kick out of it. So man on third. There's a run in. There's two out here in the last half of the seventh. Harris, the left-hander out there on the mound, is getting all set again. Mickey swings around. Here comes the next pitch to McQuinn. McQuinn swings. There's a drive. It's a hit out into right center field. It's going way, way out into right center field. It's rolling farther away from the infield. He's rounding second. He's on his way to third. Here's the relay, but they'll never get him. He's in the dirt, and he's safe at third. It's a triple for McQuinn, way out into right center field. The ball was finally fielded out there by Joe Grace. He picked the ball up and fired it into short center field where McCoy, the second baseman, ran out, took the ball, and whipped it over to third base. But McQuinn is in at third with another three-base hit, and another run has scored for the American League. So the score now is five to nothing in the favor of the American League in the last half of the seventh. McQuinn on first base with two gone, and here is Bobby Doerr up at the plate. Right-handed batter. First pitch to him is a bit outside, ball one. As Wade told you, Bobby Doerr has a rather odd stance up there at the plate. I've asked him about it many, many times when the Red Sox have been in Chicago. But he gets wonderful success with that particular stance, and there's no reason for him changing it. Here's the next pitch, and there's a very high foul. It's off to the right. Pitlack's mask is off. He's back. He should get this ball. He's out, and it retires the side. McQuinn is left on third. Frankie Pitlack went back fast for that foul and it retires the side. And so, fans, in the last half of the seventh, the American League scored two more runs, and there were three hits. A double, a triple, and a triple. Two runs and three hits, and that is the end of the seventh. So now let's recheck on the totals for seven innings. The American League, five runs, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hits. The service all-stars, no runs, and five hits. This ball game is going into the first half of the eighth inning. It's a wonderful sight here at Cleveland, fans. 70,000 people are jammed at the stadium to see a grand ball game. And Mutual hopes that you're enjoying this ball game as you hear our exclusive story about this game uh, from your radio. We're going to pause again briefly for station identification. You're listening to the broadcast from the Municipal Stadium in Cleveland. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people in Chicago. Well, here we are. This is Bob Elson talking to you again from Cleveland. And here is Tex Houston of the Boston Red Sox, a very good right-hander out there on the mound. He is the third pitcher for the American League. Tex Houston, one of the regulars, regular starters with the Boston Club, a right-hander. And a very, very fine pitcher. I believe he's won seven ball games this year. I saw him pitch a very splendid game just about a week ago in Chicago. The first man to face him up at the plate now is Chapman, the center fielder. He's playing in center field for the service team in place of Mullen. He's a right-handed batter. And as you all know, those of you who saw him play with Philadelphia, he was one of the greatest young outfielders in the game. There is a spike. It's right across his knees. And the count is one and one. The service team trails by five runs at Cleveland. The American League, two in the first, one in the second, and two in the seventh. The service team has failed to score. Houston, the right-hander, is the third pitcher for the American League. He's on the mound now, pitching to Chapman. The count is one and one. Here it comes, and there's a swing and a drive to the first base from McQuinn. A nice pickup. There's the run to the bag, and he's out. McQuinn unassisted, and there's one gone. 
And now the American leaguers fire that ball around the infield from Kenny Keltner to Flea Rizzuto to Bobby Doerr, back over to McQuinn, and then back to Houston. And now the boys are getting all set. Mueller, number nine, batting for McCoy. Here's Mueller of the Phillies. Emmett Mueller, utility man with the Phillies. He's an infielder and outfielder. He's an all-around handyman. Left-handed batter up at the plate. And the first pitch, he swings and fouls up into the wire, and it's one strike. Mueller is in the Army. He's a left-handed batter and a fine little ball player. We saw him many, many times with the Phillies. Up in there now, waiting for the next pitch from Houston. The outfield playing him straight away. There's a swing at a high pitch, and he fouled out when it rolls on the ground. All the way back to the screen, and it's two strikes. There's one out and nobody on here in the first half of the eighth. And the service team doesn't have many more chances. We're in the eighth. That means they have just the first half of the ninth to try to get those five runs back. Houston getting all set out there again. Here's the next pitch to Mueller. Mueller steps up on a curveball and lets it go by, and it just missed the corner knee-high for a ball. So it's ball one and strike two for Mueller, who is batting for Benny McCoy. Mueller will go into the ball game for the service team at second base. Here comes the next pitch, and there's a fly ball into short right center field. They're all going for the ball. Right fielder, center fielder, and it drops for a hit. And Mueller keeps right on going to second base. The boys get crossed up on their signals out there that time. DiMaggio and Stan Spence, and the ball dropped right in between them for a two-base hit for Mueller. Well, that's one of those things that you see happen very frequently in a ball game. The boys just got crossed up on their signals in right center field between DiMaggio and Spence as to who is to take that ball, and Mueller gets himself a two-base hit. Now here's Padgett up. He's been up three times. He's had one hit. There's a strike. It's right across his knees. Right over the inside corner, knee high. Padgett, a giant of a fellow. A left-handed batter can really pull that ball. This fellow used to be with the Cardinals, outfielder and a catcher. Then with Brooklyn, there's a strike, a beautiful pitch in around his knees, it's called, and it's two strikes for Patches. The service teams trying to come from behind. They're trailing by five runs here at Cleveland. They're batting in the first half of the eighth inning. They have a man on second base and one out. The American League outfield on defense is well spread out. They are spread out now. Here comes the next pitch, and there's a swing and a fly ball back into left field. Williams going back about 15 feet. He's under the ball. He's out, and there's two gone. Padgett drove a long fly ball back into left field, and Williams backed up and pulled it down. So there's two gone now. As Cecil Travis, the former great Washington infielder, comes up. This fellow is a left-hand batter, and I believe for a left-hand batter, one of the best left-field hitters in baseball. This fellow can really slash that ball into left field. He did it the second time up today when he doubled the left. There's a spike. It's right across his knees. Maggio playing him in dead center. Williams in left field. Stan Spence in right field. There's a man on second base for the service teams, and there's two out. Houston, Tex Houston, the right-hander on the mound. Here comes the next pitch, and there is a ball. It's just a bit high and a bit outside, and it's one and one. Buddy Rosal, the catcher, takes his glove off, walks out in front of the plate, roughs that ball up in his hands a bit, and then fires it back to Houston. Mueller is content with a pretty good lead off second. Here's the next pitch, and there's a swing and a foul back into the wire. Travis went all the way around trying to connect with that ball. He foul tipped it. It sailed back into the wire, and there's two strikes on him. It's one and two. Mueller out on second base and two gone in the first half of the eighth. The American League five, the service all-stars nothing. 
Houston getting his sign. Here comes the next pitch, and there's a drive out to the shortstop. He's up with that ball. It goes a long peg. He's out in a nice play from Rizzuto to McQuinn, and it retires the side. So Mueller is left on the bases, and the totals in the first half of the eighth inning are no runs and one hit. It makes the eight inning totals for the service teams. For the service team, no runs, and one, two, three, four, five, six hits. Now we're going into the last half of the eighth inning. Service team going out onto the field. Andrews is going to third. Cease Travis out to short. There's Mueller going to second. Chester Hayduck is at first. In the outfield, Chapman in center field. Padgett in left field. Grace in right field. Frankie Pitlack is catching, and we're going to get a new pitcher now for the service team. Here's a new pitcher coming in for the service team. The fourth pitcher for them tonight. A right-hander. Here comes the announcement. Listen to it. Number nine. Now pitching. Number nine. Now pitching. Johnny Grodzicki, who's with the Army, stationed at Fort Knox, Kentucky. Property of the St. Louis Cardinals, a right-hander's on the mound. Member of the Cardinal chain, Grodzicki won 19 and lost 5 at Columbus last season, compiling an earned run average of 2.58. Assigned to the service branch of the Armored Forces of Fort Knox, the big right-hander finds time to pitch uh, every couple of weeks. He's appeared in excellent pitching condition in all of his efforts so far with the Army, and he's getting his chance here tonight at Cleveland. He's a big right-hander who's out there now firing in a few practice pitches to Frankie Pitlack, and the American League is coming to bat in the last half of the eighth. The score of the American League, five. The service team, nothing, as we start the last half of the eighth. Now the first man to bat. There's Kenny Keltner. Kenny Keltner's been up three times tonight. He has two hits. First time he drove a long triple in the left center field. The second time he flied out, and the third time he hit safely, and there is a fastball right around his knees, and it's a call strike. The left fielder, Don Padgett, is playing him plenty deep, and he should. Kenny drove one of the longest balls I've seen hit in this park, way out into left center field, and that ball was hit a mile. But Zeki gets that again. Here's the next pitch, and there is a foul. It's up in the wire here to our right, and it's two strikes. Artie Fletcher of the Yankees is coaching at third, down here to our left. And straight down the first baseline is Stanley Harris. Former boy manager of the Washington Senators who won two pennants for the Senators many years ago. Here comes the next pitch to Keltner. Keltner hits a bouncing ball down to Andrews at third. There goes the peg. He's out. It's an easy play. Andrews to Hayduck, and he was out at first by 10 feet. Now the next batter is Buddy Rosar, the stocky lad, second string catcher on the Yankee ball club. He's caught the entire game tonight, and he's had two hits. Been up three times. He's making his fourth appearance of the night. He's stepping up now in the last half of the eighth inning with one gone. The score, five to nothing in favor of the American League. There is a ball. It's a little bit low and inside. Grodzicki of the Army is now pitching for the service team. Feller started, then Rigney, then Harris, and now Grodzicki. He's a right-hander. He swings around. Here's the next pitch, and there's a long wallop way back in the center field. Chapman going back, back, back. He's there, and he grabbed that ball way out in center field. A long wallop by Buddy Rosar for the second out. Sam really had to turn around and keep running. He turned around again just at the right time to pull that ball out of the air. So there's two gone, and the service team whips that ball around the infield. 
There's Tex Houston coming up for his first time at bat. He's walking up. He says something to umpire Bollock. Steps around to the left side. Here he is right below our mutual broadcasting booth in Cleveland. A red 21 on the back of his white uniform. A tall, good-looking lad. He's up in there now waiting for the first pitch. Grodzecki is all set. Here it is. And it's a ball. Fastball almost into the dirt. The outfield with the pitcher up moves in about 10 steps. They're playing him straight away. Right fielder is, is short. Here comes the next pitch, and there is a strike. He stepped away from a curveball that broke away from him. Away from a right-hand hitter and toward the plate. It was a very nice pitch, and it evens the count at one and one. There's two out and nobody on in the last half of the eighth. Rodzicki is all set. Here's the next pitch. There is a strike. It's called over the outside corner, knee high. And Barlick again shoots that right fist up into the air, and it's one and two. Pitcher Houston batting with two outs. Rodzecki gets all set again. He has started his motion. He swings around. Here it is. He struck him out. A curveball over the outside corner. And Houston is called out on strike. And so that is the end. No runs and no hits. That is the end of the eighth. And now, fans, we're going into the first half of the ninth inning of this ball game at Cleveland at the big municipal stadium between the American League All-Stars and the service team All-Stars. And what a grand ball game it's been. The score of the American League 5 and the service team nothing as we go into the first half of the night. I believe we'll pause now to let our mutual stations across the country come in and identify themselves. As you know, this is an exclusive broadcast carried from Cleveland so that you fans, wherever you happen to be listening to it, can hear the complete story of this wonderful game. This is the mutual broadcasting system. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. Well, friends, here we are back here at Cleveland. Here's a pinch hitter coming up, Moriarnovich. Moriarnovich, a right-hand hitter, is coming up to bat for Grace as we start the first half of the night. Here comes the announcement. Listen to it. There's a ball wide. Maury Arnovich is up at the plate. Maury played with a number of teams in the National League. There's a pitch and there is a strike. It's over the outside corner. I remember there for a while. I believe it was in 1940 when Maury led the National League for the first couple of months of the season. He's a right-hand batter who does not crowd the plate. He stands pretty far away from it. He has a number one in the back of his gray uniform. And there is a ball. It's wide. It's ball two and strike one. The service team trails by five runs, but they're still hopeful that maybe they can get a rally going here in the ninth. Houston is ready again. The next pitch Arnovich takes is in the dirt. It's a ball. It's three and one now for Arnovich. And the catcher, Buddy Rosar, walks out in front of the plate, says something to Houston, and then fires in the ball. So far, the service team has made just six hits and no runs. They're trailing five to nothing in the night. Houston gets ready again. There is a strike. He caught the outside corner knee high with a beautiful pitch, and it's ball three and strike two. American League outfield is straight away. DiMaggio in center field. Williams in left field. And Stan Spence in right field. Here comes the next pitch. He hits a roller down to the third baseman, Keltner, who's up with the ball. There goes the peg. He's out. Keltner to McQuinn. And there's one gone. Now the American Leaguers fire that ball around the infield. Keltner to door to McQuinn to Rizzuto. And back around again. And then back to the pitcher. There's one gone in the first half of the night. There's the first baseman, Chester Haydock. Property of the White Sox, a right-handed batter. There is a strike. It's right across his knees. One strike on Hayduck. 
Here comes the next pitch, and he goes all the way around, trying to miss a beautiful curveball in around his knees, and it's two strikes. One out and nobody on in the ninth. Last chance for the service team to get back into the ball game. There's a ground ball out to the second baseman. Doors up with the ball. There goes the peg. He's out. Door to McQuinn. And there's two gone. And again, the American Leaguers fired around. And now the cause of the service teams, in this ball game at least, looks pretty hopeless. There's two gone in the night. Here's Andres, who's had two hits, by the way, for the service team. Right-handed batter, and there's a very high foul off here to the left. The catcher is going to his left, throws out into that ball and grabs it and takes it, and the ball game is over. And so the final score is 5 to nothing. Here in this ball game, we'll get the totals for you right away. The uh, service team was in the battle all the way until the American League scored those two runs in the seventh, and then they pulled away with two additional runs to make it 5 to nothing. and from that point on, it looked like the job of the service team was a little bit hopeless. We'll check those totals again. They are for the American League five runs, ten hits, and no errors. For the Army-Navy, the service team, no runs, six hits, and no errors. In the records, this ball game will go into the records as a victory. The winning pitcher will be Bagby, and the losing pitcher will be Feller. The runs in the early stages of the game were scored in the first inning. The American League scored two runs on two hits in the first inning. They hit by Henrik, a walk to Williams, a hit by DiMaggio on a fly ball. Then they scored a run in the third on a couple more hits, a triple by Keltner and a single by Rosar. They scored again in the seventh on a combination of three hits. A double by Rizzuto, a triple by Williams, and a triple by McQuinn, and that was the ball game. The service teams failed to score. They had a hit in the first, a hit in the second, a hit in the third. They had two hits in the seventh and one hit in the eighth. And the final score is five to nothing in favor of the American League. And they certainly are champions. They proved it last night in the polo grounds in a great ball game that we saw there with Jim Britton and Mel Allen. And they proved it here in a ball game we saw in Cleveland tonight with Jack Rainey and Wade Hoyt. And this really was a ball game because the lead was only three to nothing and the service team was within striking distance all the time. And that's when we know that a large number of you people listening wish that you could have been present at this great game tonight. However, knowing that to be a physical impossibility, the thought occurs to us that you might be interested in aiding the fine cause by sending in the price of a ticket for your seat tonight at the radio. These seats were $1.35 and $1.60. And if you'd like to, you can send your contribution to the Cleveland Baseball Company, who in turn will see that it is added to the combined Army and Navy Relief Fund. As you know, the funds of the two games were combined. The first $100,000 went to the baseball, the ball and bat fund, which is to provide baseballs and bats and gloves for all the camps. After that, all the money is divided equally between the service, half to the Army and half to the Navy. So the American League wins both games. They defeat the National League 3-1 in New York, and they win this great game here in Cleveland by a score of 5 to nothing. It's been a swell ball game to see, and I want my colleagues who've done a splendid job here tonight to come in to say goodbye to you and to have a few words of comment. First here is Jack Rainey. Come in, Jack. Well, Bob, that was a very nice ball game. Mickey Cocker and the all-service team have a very good ball club. They tried hard, but they just were not good enough for the American League ball club. Thank you very much, Jack, and it was swell to have you with us. And now from Cincinnati, here is Wade Hoyt. 
We're also very happy to have with us tonight. Wait until you come in for a word. All right, thank you, Bob. I've seen a lot of ball games in the past, a lot of all-star games, a lot of World Series. I've pitched in seven World Series. But I think I've never seen a ball game more closely contested than this one here this evening. You must remember, fans, that this all-service team that was out here playing the All-American League All-Stars is not a team that has been playing regularly. Some of the Navy boys have, but some of the Army boys have been devoted to their patriotic duty, of course, and their Army duty. And naturally, being in physical condition is not always being in baseball condition. Some of these boys, for instance, Bobby Tully, you could notice in his pitching that he was just a little bit wild with some of his tosses. He perhaps was a little over-anxious to try to impress these thousands, sixty-some thousand fans here this evening. Just trying to give them a good show. He was out here delivering everything he had on every ball, trying to work hard, trying to give those fans a treat and what they paid for. However, it was a splendid show right from 6.30 on right through to the final out of this ball game. We had a great military demonstration, and I'm sure that everybody enjoyed themselves here this evening. It was one of the greatest baseball or sports spectacles of all time, and I know that you fans that have been listening in have enjoyed it too. This is Wade Boyd saying good evening to you, and Bob Elson once more. Thank you very much, Wade. And friends, uh, I don't have to tell you, I'm sure, that the mutual broadcasting system is exceedingly proud to have brought this ball game to you tonight. They brought you the ball game last night exclusively from New York. And this ball game tonight, I just have a feeling, even though we've seen ball games and broadcast all-star games and World Series for years, at this ball game, every, every fan, every man, woman, and child in all sections of our great country was interested in, and we certainly know that all the service boys were in all the camps and all the ships at sea. This uh, broadcast tonight was recorded, and uh, it'll be sent out by short waves so that the boys in all the camps, the boys in Ireland, the boys in Australia will all know just exactly what happened here at Cleveland tonight. And as I say, Mutual is proud to have brought you this ball game so that you could have heard one of the outstanding sports classics of the year. Of course, Mutual is in the forefront of bringing you the great sports events in America, and this is just another one in that great chain of events. And so, fans, that's just about all there is now from Cleveland. The American League won five to nothing. That just about wraps up the package. That's all there is. There isn't any more. And, and so we say goodbye. This is Bob Elson saying goodnight for Cleveland now, for, for my co-workers here, Jack Rainey and Wade Hoyt and myself. And we return you now to our Cleveland studios.